Two weeks ago, we looked at some of the ancient prophecies regarding the Christ, the birth of Christ, and uh, you're looking at things that went back as far as 1,600 years, and, and the miracle that God could sort history out that way and know. Last week, we looked at some of the details that got everything to Bethlehem, so to speak, and again, God was in the details. Today I want to look just briefly at uh, the miraculous births because both Jesus and John the Baptist, uh, those were, were miracles. And uh, you know the, the power of that for God to interact with us and intervene in our lives that way uh, is just astounding. Um, when you read Isaiah 7.14... The translations in the last few years have really struggled because it always used to be translated, a virgin will have a child. And uh, the word is, is a young maiden, which would assume that she was a virgin. But, you know, the, they're going, well, no, you've got to say young woman. And, you know, then the same translation will quote that in, in Matthew's account and uh, use the word virgin. So, you know, go figure. I, they can wrestle with it, uh, what we know is that it was an unusual birth, and it came about supernaturally. And Mary, what was conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit, not of a man. And, and so in, in looking at that, there's a, an awareness of God interacting with his people, and you're going, what kind of scale is all this working on? And in the same way, when, when Elizabeth... Uh, was to conceive. Uh, Zachariah was in the, the temple, and he's offering uh, a sacrifice. Gabriel, the angel, comes to him and says, you're going to have a baby. And Zachariah goes, yeah, I'm too old, and so is she. You know, and, uh, you know, they, they have a baby. You know, it's, it's a miracle. And I, I was, this week I had heard that uh, or recently I'd seen something posted that uh, when a child is in the womb, all of her eggs, so to speak, are already in the making in that birth. They're already there. And so I thought, well, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to go look it up the best I can. Um, and it, it's kind of crazier than that because um, in the womb... A woman has anywhere from six to seven million immature eggs, or what could be cum eggs. By the time she's born, it's down to only a couple million. <laughs> but by the time she hits puberty, there's there's a few hundred, like three to four hundred, that could become babies. And you know all of this. You're kind of going, okay, that's, a, that's way beyond me. I'm not a biologist or anything close to understanding all of that, except that I know when people say they're too old to have babies and they end up having them anyway, there's something unusual going on. You know, and, and some of the most unique births in Scripture, like Abraham and Sarah, uh, Isaac was born, this child of promise, way past when they were supposed to be able to have children. 
And Isaac uh, and his wife, Rebecca, had a similar experience. And then you have Hannah praying in the temple, you know, and weeping because she couldn't have babies and, and God promising her a son. And Samuel, is, the prophet, is born. So I know that those things happen miraculously. And you know, when we come into the season, we're, we're reading the story of John the Baptist's birth. And again, another miracle. And you're looking at God completely involving himself in lives. Um, this drew my attention back to Psalm 139. It says, Certainly you made my mind and heart. You wove me together in my mother's womb. I'll give you thanks because your deeds are awesome and amazing. The, the complexity of life, you know, that, that a, a, a child being formed in the womb would already have the potential for reproduction formed there at the same time. And all of that laying there ready to go, you know, you just kind of, it is much more complex than I thought. It says, you knew me thoroughly. Your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. All the days ordained for me were recorded on your scroll before one of them came into existence. And so, again, it's not even saying... The biology of it is amazing enough, but the declaration is made that God knew even our days before they were, they were here, knew what was going to take place. Now let's, let's take it a step further because what the Scripture promises is also miraculous life for us as well. You know, we look at these miracles of what we would call regular birth or irregular I don't know how you want to phrase it. But then we're also looking at our own lives as having something unusual taking place through God. It says in Genesis 1 that God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. So man and women, men and women, were created in the image of God. So it's beyond the physical appearance, right? There's some connector with us made in the image of God that, that says that he linked himself with us from the beginning of time. So there was a plan associated with all of that, that he was looking for relationship with us in a way that was unusual. Um, you know, going back, in, in John 1, it says, he was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. So speaking of the person of Jesus, saying that even though this conception that we're talking about now during the Christmas season, Jesus in, in his being was already preexistent to that birth. He was with God in the beginning. Do I understand that? <laughs> not at all. I mean, I believe it, but I'm not, uh, you know, the workings of it? It's one of those mysteries you're going, that's astounding. But because of what's happened surrounding the rest of it and my encounters, so to speak, with the Lord and, and what's transformed, I'm going, yeah, I believe it. I just don't understand it. But there's a lot of things that way. You know, just like I trust that there's going to be air for me to breathe even though I don't see it. I'm, you know, I'm planning on breathing in the next few minutes. And you can get your own, but, it, you know, it's, 
never will see it, but, uh, you know, there's that confidence because of what's happened over time and just saying it's there. And, and that's how it is in some of the things with the Lord. You know, it's like, do I, do I understand it all? No, not even close. But because of the consistency of what's taken place and even like what we've looked at of what's transpired through the Scriptures but also what's transformed in our hearts, we're going, it's still amazing and wondrous to cling to that and to just grab onto and say, yeah, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than our understanding. It's more wondrous than what we can grab onto. First Peter, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world what was manifested in these last times. Ephesians says of God, he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless. So just as Jesus was, was before time, it says the plan for us was also existent before time. The plan to interact with us was in place before it ever came to be. He predestined us to adoption as his legal heirs, it says in Ephesians 1.5. So again, made in his image, but more than that, made to be his family, made to be his children. You're going, why would he want me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what he did, right? I don't know why he wants me, but he does. First John says, God sent his one and only son into the world so that we may live through him. So we're talking about the whole work of our salvation and, and what he has done. It, it isn't just so it can be just okay, now you're okay and it's set aside and that's the end of the story. No, it's the beginning of the story, so to speak, where, where you brought into this adoption and family with him. We have some wonderful things taking place in our congregation right now in regard to adoption. And those kids will grow up knowing family. And this will be their family brought in, and in some ways, you and I brought into the family of God. It's like, yeah, you didn't start out that way, but this is who you are now. This is what your identity is going to be tied to. See what sort of love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. That's the wonder of this that God would see us as his and his family. That's, I mean, the, the virgin birth is miraculous to think about, but the fact that we are children of God, that's miraculous to think about too, right? It's wondrous that he would want us, that he would, he would make us in such a way that that we would be in his image so that there would be that mark on us that would draw us in with him. First John says, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know whenever it is revealed, we will be like him. So even in this, even though we have the seed, so to speak, that, that a new life has started, there's an awareness that in eternity 
this is going to take on a whole new dimension. And what we are like then, we don't know. But we are looking and saying, you know, through history, God has been consistent and able to make history happen. We look at the coming of Christ and, and all that was prophesied about and the details that came together. And now when we're walking through this thing like the virgin birth and we're going, it all happened, but it's pointing to something and it's, it's allowing us to be drawn in and saying, there is a miracle for me too. There's a miracle for my life. I have new life in Christ. I am made in his image. I am adopted into his family. And I have this anticipation of eternity with him in a wondrous and, and powerful way. What an incredible thing that is. That's why we each year kind of just walk through this season and we celebrate the goodness of God that would touch humanity with his own flesh. You know, would he send Jesus so that we can know for certain this is something for us to participate in as well. Worship team. You know, if, if you grab onto this idea that I'm a child of God and that as he demonstrated with his child, there was a plan through history, his plans for you are just the same. And at times we're going, well, I don't know what's going on, but he does. And that's enough. And we can trust him in that. It's, there are times when we're going, well, it all seems in a turmoil, not to him. And we can trust that just like he provided and has cared for his son. We are now his children and he cares for us. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy what it is to belong to the family of God. I ask as each one goes into the community that you'll give them words of life to speak over others. Enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural, I ask. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day.